Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing how we can do a better job for our clients. Mike, it's interesting. You and I were looking at an opportunity within Asante to become what is called in the industry, a discretionary advisor for our clients. And I started looking at this and thinking, is this really what you and I should be doing in terms of a strategy going forward? Should we become a discretionary advisor for our clients? And what a discretionary advisor is, is it gives you the ability, your, your clients give you the ability to make decisions with respect to their portfolio without consulting them. In other words, if you want to add a new mutual fund into their asset mix, you can do that. If you want to buy an individual stock, you could do that. If you wanted to put Bitcoin or Ethereum into their portfolio, you could do that. If you needed to rebalance, you could do that. And I started thinking, is that really what we should be doing for our clients? And is that what they think we should be doing? And you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, if we go back over the last 25 to 30 years, we've both been in with uh, Dan Sullivan of the strategic coach for years. And one of his things was always try to provide value. And not only just for in our business, in life, his whole goal in life is that you, you don't, you shouldn't expect anything unless you provide something of value. And the goal for this business has always been to just continue to provide things of value for people. And as you said, the value, there is value in portfolio management, but is that the only value you're going to provide or is that the most important value? So let's go take a look at some other value propositions we'll put out there. One is uh, taxes. You know, people people go through their investments, but a lot of people don't look and see how their investments are affecting their tax returns. Many people just go to their accountant, hand their their tax return, they find out how much they owe or how much they have to pay, and that's as far as they look at the tax return. They don't go in detail and figure if there's any way where they could have paid less taxes. They don't look to make sure things like investment expenses were deducted in the right areas. They don't look at their old aid security, see if it's been clawed back. If there's any way of splitting income differently would help. If they can take advantage of lower tax rates over time. They don't go through the nose assessments and look at things like if there's capital losses to carry forward, if they can carry capital losses back on previous returns. People sometimes don't even go and look, maybe they're eligible for a disability tax credit and they've never even approached that subject. This is a lot of stuff that's missed when people just accept their tax returns as being finished, they go to H&R Block and pay their bill. And, you know, it's not a shot against the accountant. Understand what happens. Tax season is an extremely busy time for them. They're having to do all their clients' tax returns within a two-month period and sometimes a one-month period. And so all they can do is take all of that information at that time and plug it into the return and, you know, make the best of what they have. What you and I are able to do, which is a little different, is we're able to manipulate the data 
to so that they can pay less taxes based on how we structure the portfolio. So there's a lot of value we can add by going through their tax returns and seeing areas that we can reduce their tax bill going forward. Often you can't fix it in the past, you can only fix it going forward. So what else, where else, Mike, could we provide value? Building a proper financial plan is an incredibly strong tool that people don't realize until they've actually done it. When you say to people, do you have a plan? They go, well, it's not that important. For all the clients that we've built a plan for, they understand how important it is. And a plan gives you direction. That's the easy solution. It gives you direction, but also gives you the ability to answer questions with facts behind them. We did one podcast that talked about giving money away to the kids. People come in all of a sudden and say, can I give some money to my kids? They could use $100,000 worth of help. Well, without a financial plan, you're really taking a guess on how that's going to affect their future. If you put the numbers into a plan, you can really tell them what type of effect that's going to happen out 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. It's a much more clear picture. It's interesting, you know, when you first do a plan, I always think you probably get it about, I don't know, maybe 70, 75% right. And then when you've got a chance to work with those clients for a couple of years, that plan starts to get a lot better. And maybe you, you never get to 100% because plans are always about the future and you can't predict the future, but you can get that plan to be you know, 90% accurate about what the future may look like. What about insurance? You and I have talked about insurance in previous podcasts about the, the, the need for insurance, uh, our own personal experience, you know, mine with cancer and housing issues and car accidents, et cetera. Where does the advisor help with the insurance and why is it important? Is, is it about the advisor just earning more commissions by recommending insurance to their clients or where's the value add? So the number one value is everyone thinks nothing's going to go wrong with them. You know, everyone who you talk to will say, I'm not going to die. And they know eventually they're going to die, but they're going to die in the next 10 year period. Anyway, they don't think they're going to have any disabilities because we deal with a large client base. We've seen those averages work in. We probably have 20 clients to 30 clients on disability. We, we process probably 20 estates a year. So we know these numbers are real. We've seen critical illness insurance pay off. So we've seen how important insurance can be. The second thing is as a financial advisor that's looking at everything, problem with a lot of insurance advisors is the only solution they have is insurance. So their solution to every problem is insurance. Because we deal with both the financial side and the insurance side, we can take a very close look to see what makes the most sense. Because some things insurance doesn't make sense for, it's too expensive. You're much better again to your final goal using an investment situation than an insurance situation. And because we have both sides of this and we can take a look at from both ends, uh, we can tell you when insurance makes sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm with a client this week and we went through the insurance policy. And, you know, at the end of it, we said we both went and did a, came to the conclusion. It doesn't make sense to use the insurance. We're better off keeping the money in an open account. It's going to provide more of the needs they needed. It's interesting. Just this week, I had a client reach out to me. He's got a policy, a 10-year, half a million dollar insurance policy coming due. And he said, I think I'm just going to get rid of this. And he's in, his, uh, he's in his late 50s, you know, a couple of years away from retirement. And, and I, I said, so let's just talk about this. Tell me about your health. Are you going through any health issues? Sure enough, he's got some elevated 
blood and in some concerns there. And I said to him, before you give up this policy, let's think about this. You've got some health concerns right now. We're going through COVID where people are dying left, right, and center. You might want to hold on to this insurance for a little longer until maybe you retire and then get rid of it. I mean, yes, the expense is going to go up a little bit, but I would hold on to this thing. You know, myself, I'm glad I held on to all my insurance because I'm not insurable anymore. So that's where the advisor can help. Do you remember that great statistic that was out there? I can't remember the actual number, but they were selling insurance policies as people were heading into World War II. And it was something like 50% of the people didn't take them. That would have been a, a no-brainer, right? <laughs> to, to march into the beaches of Normandy and you had an opportunity to get insurance and you, you turned it down. But it just tells you people don't make smart insurance, it's smart decisions when it's in concern to their own health situations. Another area where I think the advisor can add value is, is this uh, whole kid's education. You know, you're not, you're saving for it. I'm almost at the end of it. I have three kids, two are now university graduate, and my third child is in her, finished her first year. So I'm uh, almost three quarters of the way done here. It is expensive. It costs twenty to $30,000 minimum a year to have your kid go to university, especially in another city across the country. And we're not talking about putting them in a, you know, a, a fancy condo or something like that. Like they're living with two, three other you know, friends, sometimes five or six other friends, but it's expensive. So you know, how, how does the advisor help with that? I find that RESPs are very painless, amazing, investment. My kids are 14 and 17 now, and I just always just contribute monthly. I think it's, you know, $200 a month per child doesn't kill me. And I have 150,000 or I think I looked at yesterday it was $155,000 in there to pay for their education. And it should cover maybe not all of it, but a good percentage. Yeah. By the time Katie gets of age, you may have, you know, close to 200,000. Although Dylan is at 17, you can't put any more money in. So you're already going to be a little restricted in their growth. But there's a lot of things you can do to help with that education. So let's, we've covered some of the big areas. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things clients may not realize that we're helping them with. Talk about client behavior. What are some of the tools we use? And then what's been our experience with client behavior? We use Finimetrica, which is a fantastic risk analysis tool. It's from a company in Australia. And the great thing about it, it is unrelated to any product, which is a big difference because most of the risk questionnaires come from a different product line and they're trying to put you into a specific type of mutual fund or portfolio. That isn't the goal of Finimetrica. The goal is to address misunderstandings, I'll say of people's risk tolerance. So some people will say, I want three times the rate of return that I get on GICs. And then they'll say, I want to make sure I never lose any money any one year. Your common risk questionnaire used to go and say, well, they're medium risk. They average out the two, right? But it just means they totally don't understand how investments work. So Finimetrica does a great job in addressing those situations. So you can actually discuss how they feel about their investments. Communication DNA is another one we've done. And that helps us understand how people's minds think. Some people like to be deal with numbers. Some people don't really care about numbers and they'll tune out. So it gives an idea 
how to communicate better with people. I guess the thing about client behavior is how many times does a client want to do something and we talk them out of it? And whether it's they don't want to rebalance or they don't want to include this asset class in their portfolio, or they want to take 50,000 out of their globally diversified portfolio and put it into this stock tip that they've got, or today's rage is game stock and Bitcoin. It's that client behavior that the advisor can really provide an input on. I wish your statements had something that said your investment rate of return and the investment rate of return if we did everything you said. <laughs> exactly. Uh, client education. It's another one. Uh, I've had so many clients tell me that what a, an important role educating them has been over the years. And it wasn't something that, you know, we sort of did it automatically. We enjoyed doing it. We didn't realize the big benefit it was having on our client base. So client education. You know, it's a, if I go back to that, we were talking about Finometrica. So Finometrica scores, they start off, uh, the more conservative people have a lower number and the, the more aggressive people have a higher number in there. And it takes a normal of all the people in the world is 50%. And as you find people with age, supposedly their scores should go get lower. They become more conservative, correct? Correct. What you find is because of the education, I find most of our client scores, when they start dealing with us, if they're not a sophisticated investor and they're just learning, their scores will actually go up over a five or 10 year period. And you look at the numbers and go, well, you're actually getting more risky. They say, no, I understand things better now. It's very true. I just had a, a, a client who's been with me a little over five years. We just redid their risk profile. The score went up by, they went from a 40 to a 50. And I, you don't see that very often, a big jump like that in risk profiles, but it's all because of education. What else? Where else do we provide value? I think a big one is, we'll take both sides of the uh, equation. Savings, when you're in a situation where you have to save for retirement, telling people what they need to save, not what they want to save, what they actually need to save. A realistic figure and give them a goal, give them a goal to get to. And on the flip side of that, once they do hit those retirement years, is let them know how much they can spend. The biggest problem I find with people going into retirement is they're afraid to death to spend money. It's this fear that's incised them because they no longer have a paycheck coming in. It's very difficult to spend money when you don't have a paycheck coming in. Agreed. A couple of other areas that are, I think, important that, that tend to happen a little later on, helping the kids of clients. Uh, helping out their family members, uh, helping them with their estates, whether it's the wills, powers of attorney, all of those things, and giving them someone to bounce those ideas off of. So let's go back to where we started. We start, most people think the advisor is going to help them build the portfolio and manage the portfolio. What's the reality? The reality is that's the easiest part of running someone's financial life. The other things take a lot more experience and take a lot more effort to, to get right. And you're going to get more value out of concentrating all these other different areas we talked about than you are over someone who's going to go and just tell you what to do with your portfolio. We always talk about these robo-advisors. Robo-advisors, they're not fantastic, but they only really tackle that one area is portfolio management. 
And they've only tackled the simplest part of running someone's financial life. So back to the question, should we become discretionary? When I think about it, we've hired dimensional fund advisors as our clients, discretionary manager. So we can focus on all these other things. And they're one of the best at it. That's for sure. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.